Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And, yeah. and I think that the more grace that we can show in our life, not mm-hmm. even just with him, you know what I mean? Because who knows, whatever. But just as we navigate life, excuse me, the more great, because how you give and how you receive is just like this. Yeah. I mean, so I'm like, JJ, JJ, JD, I need something. I'm going to mm-hmm. do like this. Mm-hmm. If I want to give you something, hey, take this. I'm going to do mm-hmm. just like this. Yeah. You know, so, so, those, so we have to open those things inside ourselves. And, and that's the healing that that we need, we can only heal ourselves. And that's the realization, that's the awareness and, the, and our responsibility with that awareness. We can't take our responsibility for healing and give it to anybody else. And that's what I struggle with. Beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. If you're new here, welcome. I say thank you for taking the time and the investment in getting to know me, my guest, and the beautiful community that is Who Can Relate. This show is all about discovering your higher self through adversity, vulnerability, underlining that word, and self-love. It is near and dear to my heart. I believe my purpose is to help people, and that's what I try to do on every single episode. Now, this week, I helped myself a lot. (laughs) I hope I helped out a lot of other people as well. I know my guest on this week, which is my brother, who I've had on before in the past. He also said this episode and this time that we spent together was really helpful and transformational. Today's intention is to hopefully provide healing, understanding, and some sort of space for anyone who needs all the above. This episode's title is Growing Up Without a Father. I'm sure there's a lot of people out here who can relate to that. So again, the intention this week is to hopefully provide space, clarity, a beautiful energy, and hopefully some type of peace if you are dealing with any of those things that I mentioned. Today's quote actually comes from a guest that I have on the show in the form of a voice note. Mr. Lawrence Anthony quotes, It's possible to be scared and courageous at the exact same moment. Repeat that again. It's possible to be scared and courageous at the exact same moment. The reason why I chose that quote for this week's episode is because I was just those two things. Scared, and I know I was courageous. And having the only major heart-to-heart conversation with my father and my two brothers. But I would regret if I didn't say it now that one of the only reasons why I'm able to have these conversations that you hear and that you see from season one and now is through therapy. I have to give credit when credit is due. Therapy has every bit to do with my process and my progress and what I give to others. So with that being said, perfect timing. I am proud to say that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or achieving your goals? Well, 
When going through this conversation with my brother, there was a moment where a light bulb went off and I was like, the only way I'm able to be happy with my parents, the only way I'm able to heal from these traumatic experiences is through therapy. And this is what my brother said. Yes. Like we didn't necessarily grow up with that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That wasn't in our house. Well, I, I, I know exactly. Um, it was therapy for me. Okay, goddamn. And that, which is so like the master class of right. all. That's the ultimate yeah. hack. Professional. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. Well, that reaction also taught me a lot. I take for granted how much therapy has helped me in processing not only the relationship with my father, not only the relationship with my mother, with my daughter, as I mentioned at the top of this, my wife. Everything in my life that has meaning, including who I try to be, I owe it to therapy. So... BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating within 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. Only providing professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, which also may not be locally available in many areas, but there are services available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room and think about all the things that you're going to talk about right beforehand in a traditional therapist's office. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash JD10. That's betterhelp.com slash JD10 and join over 2 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And you know, I got you covered. All of the Who Can Relate community, I got you a 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash JD10. So do not miss out. All the information is below in the show notes. And again, there is no way possible that I could have these uncomfortable conversations with some of the closest people to me if it weren't for therapy. So this week's guest is one of the aforementioned two brothers, my brother Kalade. I know him as Marquise, and I wanted to preface this episode with how this kind of all came about and again, why I missed last week. I put out an episode every single Tuesday. The first season was without fail, never skipped a week. This season, I start off on February 1st, here we are, February 15th. So in between that gap was some serious quality time with my father, serious quality time with my half-brothers, and time, when I say quality, that is still an understatement. This was the very first birthday I had ever celebrated with my father. It took 35 years to just say that. The other significant monumental moment in this week's quality time, my two brothers and my father and myself, so the four of us, were together for the first time in 10 years and the second time ever. There's a third. (laughs) This was the most amount of time I've ever spent with my father, period. And it was only a Wednesday to a Monday. So as you can imagine, it was very Emotional, mentally, physically. It was draining at times in a good way, in a healthy way. 
exhausting all, all things that I have been bottling in and, and letting things out. And it was beyond healing, to say the least. For someone who grew up without a father, essentially, who was way more out than in, I never knew that I still craved and yearned a certain love from him, even as, as you know, 35 years old now. And if I did, it stopped around my late teens, early 20s. So I thought I was removed from, from that feeling and that, that yearning. Come to find out, it was still very present. And the love that I received during my birthday week was something I'll never forget. It was something, again, that I, I never knew would have that much of an impact on me. I never knew that receiving love from three people who I am very unfamiliar with and my two brothers and my dad, I never thought that it would have that type of impact on me today because I've received a, a lot of love from my family and I've received a lot of love from my friends and my wife and my daughter and I've received a lot of love from myself, giving it back to myself. But there are certain things and voids that can only be filled and understood and met by certain people. And that was all on display this past week. A little bit more about my father. I want to give some more context. As I mentioned before, someone who was very out more than in in my life, I would say, as my therapist asked me, how much time have I spent with my father? And that answer simply is, in my 35 years, if I were to combine every moment and every minute with my dad, it might have been six months total. So imagine now getting five days all in a row in one week. And I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about his story that I didn't know. And a lot of things about his story helped me put his pieces to, to my idea of his puzzle together. And I think I helped him put his own pieces to his own puzzle together as well. One of the things that I learned was how he was raised by his parents. I should say how he was not raised by his parents. One thing that is, is very much so a priority for me in my life, in my personal relationships, is to show the people that I love the most just that, that I love them. It's difficult for me. I struggle with letting my guard down, letting people in. I understand the fact that is the people who are closest to you can and oftentimes will hurt you the most. And so because of that, I have had this guard behind and, and, and surrounding and in front of my heart. At all costs, I must protect my heart. That was my mentality. I cannot get hurt. I used to think I knew where that stemmed from. But now I realize that was only half of it. The other half, insert my father's childhood and how he was raised, is the completion of that understanding. My mother was someone who I've had on the show who explained, growing up, she never heard her mother and father tell her that they loved her. In fact, she rarely heard her mother and father tell each other that they loved each other. Same thing goes for my dad, come to find out. He was never told that he was loved by his parents, and he very rarely, if ever, heard them tell each other that they loved each other. And so in processing this, I realized, huh, that's where I get it from. But let's dive deeper than that. To be more specific, I understand why it is that they are so afraid to give and receive love. 
Yes, it's because they never got it. Yes, because they were never shown it. And yes, because they never felt it. But to me, the root of it is and what I've understood now. It's that moment of vulnerability and exposure and transparency. That split second of a possible rejection from the person that you're giving it to. That will always make people like myself, my mother, and my father hesitant and protective at all costs to not experience that rejection. And it's very clear to me now. I'm that way with my daughter. I love her more than anything. And it's so hard for me to show that to her because I know she has the power of hurting me more than any person that I've ever met in my life. And so because of that, I'm so protective of it. But I realize that with this protection of my love for her, it does us no good. She can't receive it. I can't give it. Thankfully, with this brilliant moment of awareness and understanding of how my parents grew up, now that I have both stories, I can now internalize how it is that I will break this cycle to never be fearful of giving, showing, and receiving love to and from my daughter. And I promise her, because this is who it's really for, I will change that. I will break that. Thank you for letting me get that off and, and for still being here. So back to my father and, and again, how he was raised and, and all the things that I've realized and, and learned about him. A lot of things make sense. I'm not going to excuse and just totally disregard a lot of the behavior that was demonstrated when I was around him or what he did to my mother and, and a couple other things. However, I understand by someone who has his history, why he would be the way he is. When he was 16 years old, his father asked him to go for a ride one day. My dad decided to stay home. His father got into an accident that day and was hit by a car and was from that point on disabled. It turns out that my father internalized and processed that event with blame for himself for not being there to protect his father. From that event, he became depressed with all the blame and all the guilt that he endured and put on himself. Fast forward three years later, he himself has an accident where 75% of his body was burned in a building fire. So in a matter of two or three years, the trauma was what it was. How does that coincide with how he acts today? And how can I make sense of the things that he didn't do in my life and my brother's life today? Well, there's more. My father's first love ended because that woman cheated on him. A little bit of a rewind. As a reminder, my father never even grew up with love. So remember what I said about me giving it to my daughter and how I'm so fearful because if she hurts me the most, here is my dad laying his heart on the line exposing himself to love only to be rejected. In a nutshell, for me, I process that as everything that you loved ended up being ruined in some way, shape, or form. Also, he grew up with his father and mother never even showing or giving him love. A lot of things make sense now. 
and I wish I would have known this before. Well, here we are. So without further ado, what you're about to listen to now is an organic, raw conversation between me and my oldest brother as we recap the week that was with our father. So full disclaimer, we were absolutely exhausted when filming this. This was 9 p.m. at night, I believe. Uh, at, at this point, my father had left back to Chicago. My middle brother had left back to Chicago, and now it's just me and my oldest brother. Uh, kind of, again, recapping that was still trying to process, still trying to download everything that we had experienced because it was so heavy. So without further ado, here's that conversation between my brother and I. We were referencing how we learned a lot these these last couple of days. And and also yeah. too, <clears throat> not only did we learn a lot that I personally wanted to know, but then also had no idea I needed to know. For sure. You know? And so it was also very interesting, you know, for me to be around pops for that amount of time consecutively ever you know me too oh really yeah oh i didn't know that well when he came to atlanta oh well he didn't come for me i came for the kids okay no uh, okay what do you got a hot date (sighs) okay well i mean it's cool though like yeah i get it like it's it's no you know no shade it's a win-win for him yeah yeah it's all good you know But we're talking about like going to sleep in the same space, waking oh, up in the same space yeah. for days. No, yeah. I've never done that. Right. And I haven't I haven't done that since I don't even remember, but obviously my mom and him were together. Yeah. So before right. my memory can go back, I guess. Um so it was all foreign, strange, not in a bad way. This weekend was our uh school of pops. And our uh, uh, school of self. Yes, yeah, school. We learned yeah. a lot about ourselves. I think. Yeah. You know, just from from experiencing it, from mm-hmm. from uh, yeah, being around each other. Yeah. You know, and, and processing our own feelings and emotions, and mm-hmm. you know how we opened up and shared with it, each other, and maybe even things we didn't share. You know, yeah. I, mean, I may have had thoughts or feelings or dreams. You know, what I mean, over the nights that I didn't I haven't talked sure. about or. So we had we had one main heart to heart talk uh, Saturday. You know, we talked again in the car, and at one point I realized I was coming from a place of like, well, let me read my my little journal entry here. Yeah. Um, to be very specific, I found myself wanting to fix, change, and get my messages through. I wanted to come up with so many solutions for his issues, all with good intention. But I realized I just had to accept and love who he chooses to be. Not everything needs a solution. Sometimes just understanding is the solution. And so that was coming from our pops giving his timeline of a story, um, childhood, teenage, adult, et cetera, et cetera. A little bit of my mom's uh, relationship that they had was in there. Your mom, Marcus's mom, right? And, And his mom. And his mom, his upbringing, his father. And there were times where it it, it was very, I'm the victim. Uh, she did this and she did that. and she from, did, from his relationships. From his relationships, right. romantically. Mm-hmm. 
And I just had a really hard time like accepting that story, those stories. And I think the main reason was, well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the main ones was, was because I saw a lot of myself in him. Mm-hmm. Let me be more specific. I saw a lot of the things I'm trying to change about myself in him as in who he is today. And it was uncomfortable for me. It was triggering a hundred percent. Bro, let me explain how triggering at times this experience was these last couple of days. Yeah. We're all getting ready to go to bed. Pops took the second bedroom and I went into the room to make sure he was cool. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, I got everything I need. And he was like, you know, starting to um, take off his belt. Okay. Bro, I had, I had a trigger, like a PTSD when he used to whoop my ass. Whoa. With, with the belt. Not that I like flinch or anything, right, but, you felt but legit, I was that sound. The, the clink, clink, clink. The sh- Bro, the sound, oh. I swear to you, it took me back to being eight years old in my room, like fearing for my life. It's funny, but it's, you know, we can laugh about it now. Yeah. The point is, it's just like, it was such an emotional roller coaster these last couple of days. Wow. Good and I wouldn't say bad, just a lot of reflecting, a lot of realizations, a lot yeah, of, I mean, you know, things coming up from the surface. And so, um, and so, yeah, so while we're sitting back to Saturday, we're having this conversation and we're sitting here and I'm just realizing like, cause I was like, I hear you, but yeah, you know, no, no, I, yeah, but right. you know, where can you take accountability? Where can you take responsibility? She's not just waking up mad complaining, right? Maybe you didn't come home when you said you were right. So mm-hmm. it's like, we set all your women down at a round table. What would they say about you? You know? And even, yeah. even when he was going down the list of like, you know, one of his wives was saying, uh, or he was saying that, so my, our pops loves to golf. He loves to bowl. And so this, this wife at the time took up golf and bowling. Right. And I was like, why do you think she did that? And he was like, she said she wanted to. I'm like, no. Okay. She probably wanted to spend time with you and knowing that you won't do anything that you don't want to do. She's like, let me figure out how to get in where I can fit in with him to spend time with him. And right. he was like, it's probably true. You know, yeah, when I was just right. like, yeah, now I think about it, maybe it was just, but that's br- not the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just hard. It was really, really, really hard for me. So what I ended up uh, responding with was um, really trying to sit there and just listen. I was really trying to listen. I saw you and Marcus uh, yeah. leading with empathy, leading with love, leading with understanding, leading with um, compassion, grace if I didn't already say that word and just an overall, like we are just happy that he's here. And I remember feeling like, but that's not enough. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to like bottle a lot of stuff in that was coming up. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you did a great job of um, sometimes speaking on behalf of me, which thank God, cause otherwise I would have sat there mute. And again, we are extremely exhausted um, like, I'm, I'm like, why am I so tired? I am on E of ease. Uh, you know, the Tesla yeah. right now is like charge ASAP. Um, what I'm trying to say is just imagine spending time with someone that from a extremely young age, you craved, yearned, and just desired quality time, conversations, experiences with, never got it. And then you get it all of a sudden in six days on 10. Right. Yeah. 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. Doing, doing the shit that you love. Because you guys have some beautiful sceneries and all that. Oh, we were golfing our asses off. Oh, we were, you know, eating well, 
birthday birthdays plural mine's the fourth is the first it was it was great but yeah. but but that's it just for like right. context where everyone's like mm-hmm. what the hell is jd talking about yeah yeah it was um it was deep it was deep you know like because we all do have our own experience even even children from the same parents that grew up in the same house together yeah. still have different experiences so it was um it was you know so i i don't know like you, you gave you complimented me, I guess, and saying like I was I was dealing with like love and grace and all of that, and, and you maybe were. you were, you. okay, uh yeah okay um cool, it was uh I feel maybe because I'm like the older brother, mm-hmm. you know, I feel uh, responsible, and it's almost like a little bit of a head start. To some extent, you know, mm-hmm. so me being 12 years older than you, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I was 12, you're just born. Yeah. So I got a little bit of a head start for, for sure. you know, for um, processing. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. you know, hitting fatherhood earlier and marriage earlier and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So 12 years from now, bro, you it's gonna be easy. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I, do I hope. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it, I mean, it was great. It was great too. I, I appreciate your, um, your honesty in the moments. And I know that what you were offering him was maybe for you, but also for him. Mm -hmm. I felt like you wanted him and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like you wanted him to feel the benefit of accountability. Yeah. The, the benefit of accountability and, and the benefit of healing. Yeah, I mean, because you got to address it. Account- even, awareness and accountability, yeah. right? Like, because he was sharing some really deep, oh intimate, my God. vulnerable, which would never be the word I would ever associate alongside him, um, some deep stuff. And I was like, Woo-wee. you are so hurt still by something that happened 40-something years ago. Like, Pops, you don't have to hold on to this. You know that. And and it was just very, you know, no, but this is how it is. And I was like... It doesn't have to be this way, you know. And, yeah, he and definitely. But. Like you have choices, mm-hmm. and and it just it it what I received. And again, we were in the same room. Maybe yeah. we had different experiences, but what I received was just like it is what it is, and I'm getting old now, and I've dealt with it. I haven't dealt with it, but this is the best is going. Th- I've dealt with the best way I can, which is just not dealing with it at all. Or I don't know if he hasn't dealt with it at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if he hadn't dealt with it at all, right? then he would still feel the guilt from his father. I think he still did. Maybe not to the extent that when it obviously happened. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I didn't yeah. really gather that he's dealing with that necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I, I'm not saying that it's like completely and entirely like healed. Sure. But even when you, if I cut myself, my hand heals, mm-hmm. you're still going to see a scar. See the scar. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so even, so we may be looking at the scars. Yeah. Sure. And he may be healed in, in certain ways and still may not be who we think he should be. He may not be us because, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're like 2.0. So we're going to be better. I, I think that that um, from the things that he shared in terms of, of those traumas, mm-hmm. like some of those those events that happened in the in the in like, oh, shit, like, yeah, whoo. Makes sense. <laughs> a lot of stuff made sense. You know what yeah. I mean? The fact that you can even that you can even function. I'm I'm right. Like okay, Tupac. We talked about Tupac. Yes. Remember, right. Like the rose that grew from concrete. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I look at him like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I still wish it could have been different and, and better per se. What, right. The conversation. Um, or I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would, I, I would have loved to have had more conversation, deeper conversation, yeah, longer conversations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved that shit. We could have talked for 24 straight hours yeah. and, and, and maybe I probably still would have had enough, you know, yeah. like, like if you would have, you maybe get into some of the questions and ask more questions and, and get mm-hmm. deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been fantastic. But I'm, what I'm referring to when I say would have been better mm-hmm. is um, like the childhood. You know what I mean? It would have been great to have felt the protection of a father, to have had the wisdom of a father and right. you know, all those types of things through some very difficult moments mm-hmm. um, just in, in my own life. And I would imagine in yours and, and definitely in Marcus's, you know what I mean? It would have been, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. You know, he probably, I feel, this is just my, my personal feeling for myself. And I, and I think for you, and maybe something I shared in the car, like when we were riding, mm-hmm. that had he been there in the same way, we might be, yeah. you know, and, and not, not even just in terms of what, how we've decided to be mm-hmm. based on whatever his absence was. Because mm-hmm. even, if, even if we still decided to be a certain way, our, our capacities could have been different. You yeah. know, his influence in my life may have been negative. I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In my early, because he, I, because at that time, like when I was 10, he wasn't healed. He may have yeah. just gotten to a point where he can even talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But those were some, some significant stuff. Whoa. Experiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, um, okay. So a little bit of break in the action here. And I think this is a, perfect time to include the audience which thank you so much for submitting plenty of voice submissions on this particular topic i asked three questions to men and i asked three questions to women the only difference was the last question between men and women here are the questions that i asked how has growing up without a father or a father in and out of your life affected you in your life here are some of those voice notes not having a relationship with my father, I think, has been very important for me now. It's allowed me to set boundaries. It's allowed me to prevent myself from getting hurt because there are expectations that just cannot be met. I don't think it has affected me. I think in a lot of ways, I kind of seeked that people to fill that void through other male figures, whether it be friends growing up, their fathers, coaches, teachers. With that being said, I'm sure that there's some deep down bottled up issues that are probably in there. Um, I am the type of person to kind of mask my emotions. The way his absence has affected my life, it has caused a lot of questions, a lot of confusion, a lot of sadness and anger. What, if at all, do you still yearn from that? And something that I miss or yearn for is having that I guess, a typical father-daughter relationship. I don't yearn for anything for my father. I think as I was growing up, even until I'd say maybe over the last five years, it was a desire to have a relationship and understanding, wow, how wonderful it would be to have a healthy relationship. That's the key thing. I yearn for a healthy relationship. However, as I've come to realize, that's just not what is possible. Um, my father cannot give that to me, cannot meet the expectations that I've set and the requirements to be in my life uh, because it is a privilege to let people in your life. Now for the men, this was the difference in the last question. 
If you have children, how has not having a relationship with your father affected how you show up as a father yourself? It's a thousand percent in a great way made me show up even more as a father. I say that because learning and experiencing all that trauma and all that negativity that I felt growing up, I knew the minute I ever became a father, I would never want to reciprocate that to any of my children. And for the women, how has the lack of the relationship with your father affected your relationship with men? There's a lot of times where your dad is supposed to be, especially for a woman, it's meant to be, you know, your hero, your you model, you know, your significant other or how you're supposed to be treated after the things that you see, you know, within your father and the relationship that you have with him. And not having that, I think, really affected relationships in the long term because, you know, you have trust issues with men because the one man that was supposed to love you and protect you, you feel that abandon you. I noticed that any guy that I dated or had a situation with, that y'all were just emotionally unavailable or couldn't give me you know, what I wanted from them. I guess in terms of dating, I tend to attract unemotionally uh, unavailable men, and I also have abandonment issues. Again, thank you so much to everyone. Now, at the end of this episode, well, towards the end, you're going to hear my response to those questions. Let's get back to the episode. From the conversation about, you know, if he were in our lives, like, you know, why would it be assumed yeah, it would have been better, <laughs> you know? right? And and that was interesting from that thought because, as I said, I've I've always yearned and and just never wanted anything more but a family, like an in home family yeah. dynamic. So they make that shit look good on TV. They make it look really good on TV, <laughs> movies, and even with you know going to friends' houses. Like okay. I don't know what happens when it's raining in their house. You know when when there are right. there's conflict and there's disagreement. Yeah, so you only see the good days for the most part. So. I always wanted that. And so my feeling sitting there watching pops and hearing pops tell his stories, I'm bitter because I'm like, you messed this up for me. Yeah. You messed this up for me. You messed this up for, for my dream, you know? So, but then at at the same time, it's like, well, my dream was birth probably because you messed it up. I don't know because I, cause I don't right. know if I would have craved it as much as I do now no, if I would have had it. You wouldn't. No, no, I would have taken it for granted. Hey, a person in the desert, I'm sure, wants <laughs> more water than exactly. we do right now. We're not no. even thirsty. 1,000%. <laughs> With all of that, it, it helps in the healing process because you're like, it's not a giving up. It's not just like a, a settling, but it's like everything does happen for a reason. And, and my segue in, into that is, it's made me a better father, a better man, a better man, because a be- better husband. Yeah. All of that. Because so it's like a blank canvas. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have a bank, a blank canvas, you can draw anything. Right. If I draw a mountain on it, then yeah. what what more can you do to it? You could yeah. maybe add some birds or some eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, some trees or Sunset, something. sunrise. Yeah. yeah. But it's still but that big ass mountain is still yeah, there. It's still <laughs> the the, for, the um, subject. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I mean, so I think that that. um that that canvas that that you have Mm -hmm. um that i have had to be able to define for ourselves and really seek a clear understanding of what manhood is instead of maybe having to repair and clean up so much like we just had to clean up whatever our dreams were 
was. You know what I mean? So you just had to like wipe away your dream, but you didn't see um, the negativity that could have existed maybe had he stayed with your mother. But mm-hmm. and I oh, find you. it. Can can we can we just really quick the button end thing? Okay, for sure, for sure. Tell the story, bro. For sure. This is I, all this is all fresh. This was like uh, yeah. a couple hours ago. Right, right, right. Revelation. So, yeah. So so we we were having a conversation in the car, and uh, and I'm glad you caught it too because I just said it and you were like okay I hit like I saw you look up like okay I got you and I was like good because I didn't like stop you and just you know what I mean I, I didn't just get it bro I like it like like it instantly made. A hundred percent sense. Oh, I'm so glad. I love you. <laughs> like there were so many memories. I was going back thinking like, wow, all my conversations. Were I could have been, so I could have different. Uh, right. Yes. Oh, oh, you're man. saying Shay's defensive, but it's because I keep saying, but right. You keep attacking. Yeah. I love <laughs> right. when you cook, but right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so, so you, you, we were talking and I kept saying, but yeah, I kept saying, but like, yeah, the pops would say something like, blah, 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 but, and I was like, well, <laughs> just say, and instead of, but, Right. And then it, I guess people are like, what are you talking about? So I'll give an example of, um, and I always give this example because it makes, it just makes sense to me. I don't know. So if a guy looks at a woman and says, I like you, but you're thick. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's different than I like you and you're thick. Right. 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 You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you say, I like you, but you're thick, it's like, uh, do you really like me? Yeah. You know, so the, but automatically makes a severance is, and then, you know, they mm-hmm. say, but is a negator. Yes. So when you say the and, then the person that we're speaking to or whoever anybody is speaking to, mm-hmm. they can they feel like you're adding on to what they're saying and not invalidating what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're able to hear differently. You know, and it feels different even to say it. It know, does. It, it definitely feels different. Mm-hmm. Uh, to and it say keeps it. the conversation going. Right. And, 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 and absolutely going in the, in the right flow mm-hmm. or continuing that same direction as opposed to stopping and debating back and forth about the semantics of this or that. Right. And most often, and it's not just like a trick in conversation, most often it's accurate. Yeah. And so everybody's perspective is valid. Everybody's experience is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this, this time was great. So what, what was your, uh, what was your takeaways sat there watching and listening to pops um, you know, given, given his life story in a sense. Yeah. yeah I, a, did, do you agree with what I was saying? You led with grace and compassion and empathy or that I did. Yeah. Um, okay. And maybe it's just so you're so used to it that it's, it's, man, I'm working on myself, bro. <laughs> I'm working on myself. I remember man. thinking like, shit, I got the hell. Shit. Can I do that? <laughs> oh my God. I'm to cry, bro. I said, that's a shade. I said, that's a shade. She was like, how'd it go? Did the talk sounded good. And I was like, I don't know how they did that. I don't know how Marquise and Marcus just sat there like I didn't understand. And 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 it and what I did understand was I have so much more work to do in this particular department. Like I'm still really angry. Yeah. I'm still really bitter. I'm still really like uh what's the not not expecting, but I'm still really like but you should fix this still. Mm-hmm. Because you need to, yeah. But really, it was like because I want you to. Like I, I, right. we can't go back and play house, but like, well, you're not. here while yeah. you're here. At least say you're sorry, please. At least just say you're sorry. Just take accountability. Stop right. deflecting. Stop blaming. It's like because blaming is the easiest thing to do when shit doesn't go your way. Again, you, you, the, you um, yeah. It was, it was amazing, <sighs> amazing. Um, uh, okay. 
I, I appreciate that. Like I'm, I'm really working on myself. Is that where the emotions coming from? Um, the, the emotions coming from like, I feel the way you feel like I have so much farther to go. So some of the things in, in that moment and looking at our father, I, I just looked at him as a man, not my father as much, mm. just as a man, as a human being that went through that shit. Mm. The first one, not all of it. Yeah. Just the first one. Mm-hmm. What could what happened to our grandfather? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And and I, I'm just imagining how I would feel. I was going to say, by imagining, do you mean you putting yourself in his shoes? Yeah, like how I would feel in that in that <clears throat> moment. Not even whatever guilt he felt, but just the trauma of what happens to a home mm-hmm. when someone is totally capable and now they're disabled. Yeah, instantly. You know, so that, that thing, right? Just that. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. And I knew that. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Something like that. I didn't know how, I know how he felt about it. And I never did I internalize any feeling that he could have. Yeah. I just was like, I just knew our grandfather was disabled. You know what I mean? And that, that was it. That was all I knew about it. I yeah. didn't know how he felt about it or what the relationship was like and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. But probably hearing it from him. Directly. Seeing his uh, dealings, yeah, you know, so to speak, in in person, and, and how much it affected him. But you know, when he when he said that, I think now in hindsight, I can translate. It humanized him, yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. It really did. It like I was like, oh, you do have a heart. Yeah, you're a person. <laughs> right. You do have feelings because for me, forever. He was a robot. Right. Very, just no emotion. Very, it's hard to explain, but yeah. Or, just, no, it's not hard to explain to me. Okay. I totally get okay, it. Okay, yeah. Like, like oh, for I just want to, yeah. people, yeah. I understand. We have the same father. You know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> right, right. so, you so we don't have yeah. a, so vastly yeah. different experiences. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But if you really want to know me, then you got to know me mm-hmm. and understand how I am and why I am and all of that. And see, th- that's why I also struggled to that point. Yeah. I really struggle with like, all of the conversation was like a self-centered focal point. Mm-hmm. It was very like, this is what I happen. And I appreciate because we, we said we want to get to know you. So I'm right. just going to talk about you. Right. But what I'm talking about is it was never like I've been absent from all three of your lives. Mm-hmm. Essentially 98% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make up for lost time while we can, while I can, while he's here, while we're all here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I guess I needed him to say that. Yeah. I think I felt like he wanted to. Maybe he couldn't be vulnerable enough to to bring that out of him. Yeah. But I was just like, even today in the car, we were driving him to the airport. And I was like, Pop, so, you know, here we are now. You're 66. I'm 35. You're 47. Uh, Marcus is 37. Like, what now? Where do we go from here? Because this was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Heavy, 
deep, emotional. Yeah, but great. And I would, so great, I would like to do it again. Yeah. Right? So where do we go from here? And, and what do you see from, because he's like, I can't bring back the past. Sure. So right. where, where do you see the future going? And he was like, that is not what I want. It's what you want and how you receive me as a person now. I'm more so feel, my feelings is more so towards y'all. Because I didn't have the time to spend with y'all. I didn't have that time. I'm talking about actually spending quality time. I didn't have that with y'all. That's the only thing I regret. But what I'm glad about now, I can. Right. I'm happy with that. Y'all are the reason why I'm I'm proud. Now, I I understand. So I I just I just want to reiterate that I feel you. Mm. You know what I mean? Not even just I understand like psychologically. Sure. I feel you. Yeah. Like emotionally. You know what I mean? Like I feel it. Yeah. I, it's me. Yeah. Um, I'm just sharing what I've learned even before him that I just applied to him. Cause this is just about all humanity. Yeah. I mean, he's not the only man that can't get in touch with his emotions. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's not, especially that generation. Yeah. Hell, please. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know how many people who are our age that complain about their parents and their inability to tap into some mm -hmm. shit or, mm -hmm. or explain themselves or yeah. articulate themselves or <laughs> say, I love you. You know what I mean? Like think about that. Yeah. Like and, and for him and your mother, Two totally different upbringings. Yeah. Two totally different worlds. Mm -hmm. And both of them had a similar experience, in, at least in that regard, as it relates to their parents. Mm -hmm. That's, that's environmental. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so what I understand is that a lot of the things that, that I want, that I have come to understand, that I'm still understanding, I would want you to understand, and really everybody, is that a lot of this is environmental. You know what I mean? People are like, well, why are my kids all messed up? Because they're in the environment for them to be messed up. Yeah. If you put them on an island somewhere, they'll be different. <laughs> yeah. You know, they will be different. Mm -hmm. He would have been different in a different environment. And it doesn't remove his Behaviors. responsibility. You right. know what I mean? It yeah, doesn't yeah, excuse yeah. all of that. Because yeah. when the, the shit's tough, you got to try harder. I mean, he's yeah. the shit's tough for me. It's tough for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to to for you to be a father and and to figure out how to do that—that's hard. Yeah, you know that's yeah. hard. It's hard to figure out how do I maintain, how do I raise a healthy child, how do I heal myself? Like that's at the same time. At the same time, how do I work? How do I make money? How do I make shit? I give the headache even saying this shit right, right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. So it doesn't excuse it all. You know, it doesn't it doesn't excuse whatever whatever the thing is. It's just we have to see the whole picture. Yeah. And not just focus on the microcosm of, of what of all of him, because it's not just all of him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He, his father was swiped away from him. Yeah. At 16. Mm -hmm. And once again, I'm working on myself. I promise you I am. I, I, I'm so flawed. I'm so fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I and I smile all the time because I'm grateful. Same. That's something that helps me. It's gratitude always. Like like I'm just grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I really want grace because I know I'm trying my best. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's when my in my intimate relationships, I'm really trying. I really care. 
Same. You know, as a father, I really care. Mm-hmm. As a son, I really care. As a sibling, I really care. As a man in the world, I really care. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, at least in somebody's eyes, even in my own, I'm going to make some significant mistakes. Mm-hmm. I want people to say, it's okay. Do better next time. Yeah, and, and I guess that's that's what I really have to keep at the forefront with Pops is, and my mom, you know, yeah. a, a different traumatic experiences from both, but traumatic nonetheless. And, and with both of them, it this is going to be the easiest thing I've ever said and the hardest thing to ever do. But understanding that they did the best they could, it wasn't enough, but that's okay. I Well, I'm going to give you this. It was enough. You're not dead. You're doing good, bro. But it, not necessarily to their credit well a lot of my success a a lot of my uh individual personality okay um um uh, mindset um viewpoints all that Mm -hmm. is me i okay i mean i love my mother i get you but i mean she is known in in our family as debbie downer i like for a reason pops bless his heart as much as we're saying all this like no I understand. I totally understand. Like, I get it. Okay. I get it. Okay. Um, I have a different perception. I was waiting for you to say but, and you didn't. I'm not. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me reset. <laughs> remember, remember your thought. Remember. There are iPhones, right? Yeah. And there are developers that develop apps for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And all those apps go on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But Apple made the iPhone. Okay. Your parents made you. So all the apps that you downloaded is great. Makes the iPhone explode. Makes it do all the shit <laughs> you wanted to do. Yeah. But it's a an iPhone that they made. Yeah. They're responsible. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the shit is coded in our genetics. It's coded in our yeah. genetics. And, and, and really, just to give some credit to our father, like, we're pretty dope. So with, with respect to him, <laughs> uh, yes, you know first what I mean? of all. But re- with respect to him, you're saying he deserves some of that credit because he was part of the process of, of making us. Um, and not just on no random stuff. Like, he loved our mothers, even as best yeah, he could. You know true. what I mean? Yeah, so it wasn't did. just like he was just like, okay, I'm out here and I just made a baby. You know? Right, right, right. Like, I know for a fact. Like, I don't I don't know all of the yeah. inner workings. Yeah. But to the best of his ability, even with his traumatized self. Past, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he loved. Yeah. And he still does. Whether yeah. he doesn't know how to show it or not. Sure. You know what I mean? And sure. I, and I And I get that. But on the inside, on the core... He's really a good dude with the trauma. Take, remove all the trauma. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the core, and, and, and I'm not making no excuses. No, no, no. But it's an understanding. You know, I'm, just, sure. I'm just like, like we're men. And, yeah. and I think that the more grace that we can show in our life, not mm-hmm. even just with him, you know what I mean? Because who, who knows, whatever. But just as we navigate life, excuse me. The more great, because how you give and how you receive is just like this. Yeah. I mean, so I'm like, JJ, JD, J, J, I need something. I'm going to mm-hmm. do like this. Mm-hmm. If I want to give you something, hey, take this. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it just like this. Yeah. You know, so, so, those, so we have to open those things inside ourselves. And, and that's the healing 
that that we need. We can only heal ourselves. And that's the realization. That's the awareness and, the, and our responsibility with that awareness. We can't take our responsibility for healing and give it to anybody else. And that's what I struggle with. Shit, me too. <laughs> I, I really do. Because I'm like, I'm over here to, as you keep saying, working. Man. Like. I, I got a headache. I'm serious. Yeah. My shit hurts. Like, yeah. Just I, yes. <laughs> Every bit of me was like, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm like, I need to, I know to be beneficial and helpful. But, and, and, <laughs> thank you, and it's, doesn't it feel better? Though? It, feels good. it does. Yeah. I lost my train of thought, but, but it does, it does feel, no, you're good. It does feel better. And you said you're working. I'm working. Mm-hmm. And this weekend showed me I have so much more work to do. And I think <laughs> before I even started to do the work, I was drained. I like looked up at Mount Everest like, I'm thinking I'm halfway there and I'm still at the base camp. (laughs) And I was just, I was really like, there was a moment I was like, I don't want to. Like, I'm I'm tired. I'm like really, I'm exhausted from this work. I'm exhausted from, you know, healing and and thinking I'm good. And then having a, a trigger from my father taking off his belt and I'm getting some bad flashbacks. Yeah. I'm I'm like thinking I'm good from from his time with my mother, and all of a sudden, as soon as he starts to talk about that experience, and it's not what I wanted to hear, I'm like upset and frustrated and sad, and I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Like, when does this end? <laughs> um, because these last uh, five significant like I don't miss a day in work in my individual self. Five years, every single day, 365, 366, 365, 366, and now 365. Every single day, and I'm like, I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface with his department. Yeah, but you have. You have scratched the surface. Let me just give you some flowers, bro. You know, you didn't, I, I saw you, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw you while we were having that conversation when he was going over his, some of his experiences. Yeah. You know, and you, you didn't explode. No. You know, you didn't, you, you, you held it. You found the ability to process. You found the ability to kind of take a step back. And that's all valid. You know I mean? We're not fucking robots. He's not a robot. You're not a robot. You're not a robot. We have feelings. Right. You know, we have been hurt. We do get hurt. We hurt other people. It's, it's it's part of it. We're human beings. Yeah. You know, so I'm just gonna tell you, you did, you've done it. You did a great job. Thank you. And I, I you're a right because I, I appreciate it because I have exploded in the past. In fact, he referenced a time where him and I talked on the phone. And he said, "No, we figured some stuff out." Because I finally heard his perspective with our timeline together, him and mm-hmm. I, um, and as opposed to just my mom's side of things. And and I tried two other times before. When I was 16, when I was 24. Mm-hmm. And it was like World War Three on the phone between right. between us. And then that that third time was a charm. And then now this was the fourth. Sweet. And so yeah, th- there was no explosion. Um, I think what I would have liked to have done in that moment was again how you and Marcus handled it, how you received it, how you accepted it, how you uh, led with love from it. Whereas I led with, you got issues. Let's find the solution. 
I'm here to help you find the solution. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying fix it yourself because it's about time. No, no, I was like, I want to help, you know, in, in, in any kind of way I can and, and anywhere I know how. Help him with his solution. Yeah, yeah, help him and yeah. help myself along the way. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what I mean. In that moment, I just wish I would have been able to approach that situation the way you guys did. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah. And I think you did a great job. <laughs> you know, I mean, it may, it may have, you may have wanted to feel different, but, and. Hey. Hey, I'm, t- I'm working on he myself. Thought, thank you. Go ahead. Hey, people always say I'm wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> I, talk, I bleed. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> the, you know, we all have our different, our different levels of, of, you know, our different challenges. Yeah. You know, we have we have different challenges. You chose as a spirit, as a soul to be born in the year you were born. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different vibe. Yeah. You know, and it comes with the whole and with a different genetic makeup, a different spiritual energy to yes. pass through when your soul came yep. to be here for, right. for whatever the the destiny is, you know. So yeah. it's 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 there are challenges on every level, mm-hmm. everywhere. I think I think everyone did great, you know. All things considered, because ain't no and there's no roadmap for this. Even all the books that we read, there's nothing specific to us. And they don't say how to deal with your father when he's experienced this, experienced that, experienced <laughs> this, and this. you know, it's all this yeah. just hypothetical. And we yeah, grab bits and pieces of of tidbits of information that we are lucky enough to come across mm-hmm. and humble enough to listen to, and maybe wise enough or intelligent enough to try to apply. Yeah. And then we see what happens. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going to happen. Who knows how he would have responded. And he could have exploded. He could have shut down. Yeah. Well, maybe we can conclude with how has your experience with our father shaped, molded, made, helped mm-hmm. in the departments of you as a man and you as a father? Okay. Um, the as a kid, I decided what kind of father I wanted to be. You know, as as a as a, as a kid, really, like mm-hmm. before I even had like pubic hair, which is crazy. <laughs> like I hadn't even kissed a girl, and I'm like, yeah. this kind of father I would be. <clears throat> what kind of shit is that? But um, that has helped. I think that it. I kind of I kind of look at things like from a broader perspective. And try not to make things so personal, like it's just me, because I realize that our father is a man that, you know, like, so I have a lot of friends in high school. So most of my male friends in high school, none of us had fathers, Mm -hmm. you know, and and all of our mothers were great and did their best to raise us and all of that. But because I realized that each one of their fathers had a different experience. One of one of my friends' fathers had a drug addiction. One of my friends didn't even know who his father was. Like, whoa. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's levels of shit. Right, right, right. You know? And so, um, I just it just helped me understand what, what type of father I wanted. I think had he been there, I may not have taken fatherhood as seriously as I did or as I do. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm confident of that. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure somebody who's paralyzed really thinks about walking a lot more than I do. Sure. Like, I hop up, I walk, I run, I jog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he inspires me. Um, How to, so? To be a better communicator. 
like so so even with all the stuff i'm saying like mm-hmm. all the grace and all that because I, yeah. I see the flaws so i'm not like just yeah. lying like hey our father's great what are you talking oh, about oh no no sure like, no i see all that shit for sure like all of it you know what i mean yeah all of it and if and if if the reason why a reason why i just let him have a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. i realize he can't handle it if i that in the head and I don't want to do that I don't okay. want to crush him he's been through enough stuff yeah and that's not what I want I want I want there to be healing you know so as a teacher and like if I had students and I have some students so as a teacher how do I how do I want how do I get the best out of my students mm-hmm. lead by example yeah yeah you know, and encourage them and enlighten them. They know they they know they see all the red marks on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and that's really what I want. That, mm. That's really what I want. Because I want to break a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I don't give him grace, my children may not give me grace. Right. And that would oh, that would hurt me because I really try. Yeah. Same. You know, like I I really try. And they may say, Well, you left my mama and you no 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 like, God damn. Can you just hear me? Yeah. You know, so so that so some of those things are some of the things that help me to to relax a bit. On one side, and then on the other side, like I really do have gratitude. Like even glass mm-hmm. half full, glass half empty. There's a glass. I can put something in it. Sure. I got a glass. Just give me a glass. That's mm-hmm. all I need. Mm-hmm. All right, so my brother gave his answers, and as I said earlier, here are my answers to the questions that I also asked the audience to submit voice notes to. When it pertains to the question of how has not having a father in my life affected me in my life in every way, shape, or form? It's affected me as a man growing up as a younger boy with no real male influence in my life, no real male guidance. I had a stepfather there for a long time who did the best he could and and helped out in a lot of ways. I also was blessed to have an amazing brother-in-law who did the best he could and and helped guiding me and leading me along my journey of becoming a man. And at the end of the day, with all due respect to any step-parent out there, and and kudos to them because as I've said on season one to Shay, who's a stepmother, that job is not for everybody. And no matter what they do and and how often they do it, there's still always going to be that void that is from a parent, biological parent, to a child. And so with my stepdad with my brother-in-law doing the best they could, I'm realizing now that there's still a lot of voids that only either myself can fill or me and my father can fill. So it definitely affected me in, in several ways as, as a man and also as a husband, you know, and also as a father, as I'll get into, and I, I talked about earlier, but I'll get into more. You know, as a husband, it, it really made me want to be the opposite of who my dad was as a husband. It made me want to be faithful when he was not. It made me never ever want to think about putting my hands on a woman as my father did it also gave me no pun intended a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to alcohol my dad was an alcoholic and anytime i thought of alcohol i would associate and flashback these these memories and these triggers of trauma growing up seeing my dad come home drunk and there'd be physical abuse and and verbal abuse and mental abuse in my house so whenever i thought about alcohol i thought that equates too bad and i didn't want any part of that Also, as a husband, as my brother kind of alluded to, it has affected the way I communicate. And again, trying to do the opposite of how he communicates. As I said, there's 
different generations and, and different resources in those generations. The generation we're in today, there are endless amounts of resources out here. In fact, most of them are free, including this podcast, right? Including therapy, as I mentioned, with BetterHelp. Back when my dad was growing up trying to figure it out, there wasn't most of that. You know, I'm sure there was therapy, but I don't really know if there were, you know, there weren't podcasts back then. And, and it wasn't really cool to talk to your boys about these kind of things or even open up as a man about these things. So I empathize with him in a lot of ways that even if he was feeling a way and trying to navigate and, and, and repair a lot of things, he didn't have the guidance. He didn't know how to open up to it. Maybe even have people to open up to try to work some things out. So, you know, it, it definitely affects the way I communicate. And I really try to do a great job of articulating my feelings to my wife whenever there's a disagreement or times of conflict or just times of misunderstanding. Because I know the other side of, of not expressing your feelings and your emotions and being able to articulate them is anger. And that was my quick, natural response was leading through anger and leading through a temper, which I also got from my father. The second question, what, if at all, do I still yearn from my father? That was such an interesting question for me and, and I think for a lot of the uh, voice submissions. You know, I, I did a very good job of, at a certain point in time, of managing my expectations with my father and really just getting rid of them. There was a point in time where my original therapist from when I was 16 used to teach me with my mom and my father the sooner you can remove any and all expectations from them, the less you'll be disappointed. Instead, you should come from a place of being pleasantly surprised by if your dad does something that he normally wouldn't do, if your mother would say something that she normally wouldn't say, as opposed to having the expectation that they're going to do it and you hope and you want them to do it and then they don't and now you're disappointed, you can flip it. So with that being said, I, I got rid of any and all expectations from my father to the point where I didn't need want or yearn anything from him and it wasn't in a negative way like you know I've gotten this far without him I don't need him it wasn't about that it was just kind of like you don't know what you don't know <laughs> I never knew what I was missing out on I had an idea through tv shows movies and friends who had a father around or uh, you know a family dynamic in their home but I personally never really experienced it so yeah I, I craved it when I was younger as I got older I was kind of like, I think I'm good. If I were to try to choose something as to what I still yearn today from my father, I guess it would be just time. Just time with him. You know, he's 66. Not sure, you know, we never know how much time we all have, no matter if you're 66 in his case or 35 in mine. I just want time. And whatever that means. Again, that's with no expectation. So just time. Is, is probably the only thing I yearn. How is the relationship today? Probably the best it's ever been. And that's just not due to this weekend's events. Again, as I said, six months in total of memories and time with my father and all my years of life. So the relationship today is best as ever been and that's not really saying much. However, I'm happy to report I'm proud of that. I talked to a couple of my friends about this particular episode and the week that of events that transpired. And my brother and one of my friends told me, there's not a lot of people who grew up the way you did with the father that you did and all the consequences that happened to you based on, on his actions, who would go out of their way 
to invite that same man to my biggest day of my life, which is my wedding, to pay for that same man to fly out to LA to spend my birthday with me, which has never been done before. And when that was brought to my attention, it, it really made me reflect on the amount of growth and healing I've done up until this point. Because four years ago and, and longer, I would have never done either. Never would have thought of him coming to my wedding. Never even thought of sharing that opportunity with him in that moment with him. Same thing with my birthday. So here I am and inviting him to my wedding, which he showed up for and we had an amazing time. And we have some great memories from that. And same thing with my birthday. It was a moment of reflection again to really say, wow, the work is working. If you have children, how has not having a relationship with your father affected how you show up as a father? Well, again, as I said, it has affected how I father in every way, shape, or form. Not having a father in my life has affected tremendously how I father in so many other ways. I used to always say, I don't necessarily know how to parent, but I know how not to parent because that was all I was ever shown. And I used to have this burning fuel in me to father in every way to spite him, to spite the odds, to, to beat the odds, to go against what people thought was going to happen being 20 years old about to be a father. And they probably wrote me off as another statistic. And I realized that that's not fair to my daughter who's innocent in all of this. So now I lead with a place from fatherhood of leading with love instead of fear. Trying to learn as much as I can from my own parents to help me parent. Try to understand how they were raised. Processing then through that, what I went through being raised. And now understanding that I have a major responsibility in how my daughter's raised and how my future kids will be raised. So now I can proudly say it's it's leading from a place of not only love, but maturity, healing, empathy, grace, patience, and overall understanding that we're all human. I'm going to make mistakes, but I promise her I will do everything I can to show up as the best father that I can be. Not to be the father I never had or the father I always wanted, but to be the best father I can be to her. Let's be specific. This is a customized fatherhood plan for Adriana Loren Davis. Ah, her name is so beautiful. I love saying it. Okay, so in conclusion, I want everyone to try to understand where their parents that, that they're having this conflict with, what the root and where the root comes from. And I'm sure a lot of it stems from where they were raised. And so my question to you is, is how much time have you spent in the department of how they were raised, what their childhood was like, what they received or didn't receive from their parents, what some of the major milestones or traumatic experiences were in their life? And instead of feeling sorry for him with the sympathetic feeling, it was, I feel sorry for him in an empathetic way. Another thing I wrote down is, instead of always saying, why, why didn't you do this? And coming from a place of attack and anger, which I used to with him and my mother, why didn't you do this? And I needed you to be there. And, and and instead of that, it should be, again, what happened to you that you're incapable of showing up the way that I would like you to, the way that I feel like I deserve you to show up for me as your child? When you switch the questions around and you have a better delivery system, it's able to be received a lot better 
than coming from a place of attack, which is only going to lead to the person on the other end feeling the need to be defensive. Two more things. We have to understand and, and create space for the word trauma in this regard. Trauma does not need to begin with a capital T. It can be a lowercase t. What happened to me is, is I would consider a traumatic experience. Might not be the same for you or someone else, but it is for me. It's my capital T, maybe your lowercase, and vice versa. And I say all that because what happened to my father that I would consider a lowercase t was a capital T for him. And I have to respect how he feels and respect the process that was or wasn't for him. And lastly, you are not responsible for what happened to you, but you are responsible for moving forward how you deal with what was dealt to you and with you. I realized after this time with my dad, he never really took responsibility for what happened to him. Instead, he was quick to have the blame game syndrome, the victim syndrome, the why me, poor me syndrome, and that used to really frustrate me. But as I said earlier about the resources that we now have to our ability and, and, and at our fingertips, that wasn't the same for him back then. The comfortability of men stepping into their feelings and being more vulnerable today was not the same norm or rhetoric back then. So understanding all of that, a lot of things make sense. And from here on out, when it comes to our time together, I'm just open to see where this goes. I'm open to learning more and I'm, I'm, and I'm open to growing with you and being here so that you know that you're not alone in dealing with this. I would just offer. Yeah. Um, first, I love you. Love you too, bro. Like, like, just thank you. You know what I mean? For, for even for being present, for being open, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, for working on yourself. You know, for all the conversations that we have, for your uh, continued growth, I mean, it inspires me. It helps me because I, I want to be a giant. I don't know if I am. I don't, yeah. I'm not. I'm just tell you that right now. I'm not. I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the work that you do on yourself helps me, inspires me, keeps me going, keeps me motivated. Appreciate that. And things that I can share because shit, we in this shit together. Um, and with him, you know, I. Life is short. Yeah. Even if even if we live to be a hundred years old, when we leave, the people who we leave behind are gonna wish they had more time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm gonna tell you this. One one night, my cousin calls me. This is like less than ten years ago, like seven years ago. He calls me, like two in the morning, three in the morning. It just so happened I was up. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm like on the couch watching TV, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, man, your auntie talking about his mother getting on my nerves man she no, 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 you know going going off and i'm like okay okay cool cool, cool. yeah i hear you i feel you, you know what i mean yeah it'd be all good you know auntie sometimes she be tripping this is that all right we know we talked for like 30 minutes to get off the phone about four three to five minutes later my phone rings again i'm thinking it's him calling me back like yeah and another thing you know <laughs> right right he calls me back and it's my sister on the phone and she says auntie just died wow bro yeah, I had to, I had to call my cousin back. Ten, ten minutes after, he's complaining about his mother. That was the last conversation he had with his mother. 
I had to call him back and say, Auntie just died. Your mm. mom just died. You know what I mean? For sure. So shit like that shapes me. <laughs> well, that's that's also a catalyst into accepting pops back into my life. Yeah. And as I've always said, you you and your advice at the time, I was at the bus stop in New York. Um, if people live in New York, I was on 14th and 8th. I was waiting for the, the bus. Can't think of the number, but the one that takes you to Chelsea Piers. That was my gym. And I was talking to my brother about our father. And I was like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I fuck, was fuck him. I was twenty one. I'm like, I'm good. I'm moving on. And you said, Well, you only get one father. Yeah. At the end of the day. Love him, hate him, both, you only get one. So while I'm here, this is you, I'm gonna make the most of it and get as much as I can or give as much as I can, you know, et cetera. Life is short. You never know. You know, Pops kept saying, while I'm here, while I'm here. And you were like, shit, while I'm here. I mean, <laughs> who's <laughs> right. to say you're going to go before me? To, right. You know, so while we are here, we have to to take advantage of our situations. Yeah. And, and you know, always look for for the, the positive takeaway. Because yeah. there is a positive takeaway. Nothing is all negative. Sure. You know, I mean, there For is sure. some positivity to come from situations. Yeah. I mean, how many inventions were created because somebody was trying to do this and then <laughs> something else happened? And yeah. Like, oh, shit, look at that. Yeah. It works. Sure. <laughs> that For works. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. if we look for the positivity in it, because our parents, we chose them. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, yeah, we chose them. I mean, I, I, I wish it was different. I wish you. Yeah. Uh, you with, know. with probably no one to talk to about it. Nope. No one to, you know, really. No one to talk to. Go through life with. And and, and yeah. share moments, experience, good or bad, with like, like he could he could maybe say some things to his mother, but she wasn't a male, right? You know what I mean? It's and a I, certain but, but conversation he, you're not going to have with your mother. But even st- right to that point, but even still, I don't see Granny being vulnerable. That too, I don't see Granny being like, oh, oh baby, come here, come, tell said, me, yeah, come let me, right. you know, let me let me stop what I'm doing, just have a seat, we can talk as long as yeah. you'd like to. I don't see Granny doing that at all. Granny's trying to get money at all. And if you're in the way of it, you better figure it out. You know, so yeah. it's like, and even, and even to her, like, like I would love to, she's getting older. So we, we might not be able to get the cameras and the microphone, but you know, we could talk. Yeah. Maybe, maybe pop up on her and for another time. Oh, definitely another time. Yeah. Definitely another time. Well, bro, <clears throat> I'm, I'm just gr- very grateful. Speaking of gratitude, I'm extremely grateful for your persistence in this entire Reunion. It was dope. It was dope. It was for, cool. for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very much in awe of you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cry again. I'm trying uh, to cry. <laughs> I'm crying all weekend. But I am. <clears throat> I have been. And even when I didn't really know you, I was. Um, your This aura, presence, energy that... that exudes through you is like unbelievable uh, speechless uh, unbelievable the only word, word that comes to my mind right now thank you for leading by example especially on Saturday thank you for um, 
even when we would have gaps, we'd pick up the phone and chop it up like yeah. we grew up together. Like every day, right. And we didn't at all. I'm at all. One of your games. For the most, and I have a photo of that game. Okay, <laughs> for, right. for the most part, we had one thing in common for a long time there, which was Pops. Yeah. Until we really got to know each other. Right. And we're still getting to know each other. Yeah. I mean, you were giving me, you know, the mastery of, of love and the four agreements. And I was like, bro, I don't even read, man. You can take this back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. And then 10 years later, I'm like, I wish I'd had this shit 10 years ago when he told me, you know. So you've just, um, you've never given up on me. I won't. So that for me is everything. Yeah. Personally, for yeah. me, when, when people have given up on me my whole life, abandoned me, said they would do something for me, said they were going to be there, said they were going to show me, and then don't, and then don't, and then don't, and you do. So, thank you. Man, you're more than welcome, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah. Love you. Thank you. Honored to have you as a brother. Man, I'm honored to have you, man. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too, how... I know a couple of people who grew up without a father, similar situations, but maybe you have to go through it alone. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm forever grateful. I don't have to go through it alone. Cause again, I don't know how Saturday would have went without you there. I don't know how Saturday would have went without Marcus there. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure I can speak on behalf of him. He probably didn't know how it would have went if you weren't there. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just grateful. So like you said, everything is still a positive, even if the negative stuff, you know, comes out about pops. Luckily, we always have this as as a positive. Yeah. So, yeah. and we got tomorrow. And we got tomorrow because we make our days. You know what I'm saying? For sure. That, that's our responsibility and our opportunity as men. Yeah. To create our reality with the support of the people that love us. Absolutely. So, on that note, hope this helped out someone. Help me, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it is healing for me. <laughs> if it did or didn't, it, yeah, it was healing yeah. for us. Helpful. I so. think our kids will see it one day. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's good enough. For sure. It's honest. It is. You know, who doesn't like honesty? Yeah. Except yeah. the liars. Right. <laughs> you go again with the, the analogies. <laughs> one more thing before we go. We're going to close this episode out with a voicemail that was left from my dad to Shay and I. Uh, good afternoon, daughter. I called my son up. He didn't answer, so I guess I can't leave a message. So I want to thank you guys. I truly appreciate that little trip. Um, I just can't get over it. So I just uh, wanted to thank you also. I appreciate you, and I love y'all. Take care. Bye.